0: Blog talk Radio. Welcome to episode 140 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotic. I'm Dana and Tiffany will be with us any minute. She is calling into the show. Today we are going to talk with the amazing Amy Medley. Medley, She is the author of a new book, which I have here in my hand, called Healing PCOS, a 21-day plan for reclaiming your health and life with polycystic ovary ovary syndrome. So we are very excited to have her on the show. Um, Let's see. It says I'm holding books call doesn't show, huh? Let me just check out the show here. We're having a few minutes of technical difficulties. I apologize. I don't know what's going on. Um, I think it must be something with Blog Talk Radio today. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Tiffany's going to be able to call in, and if she can't, we're going to have to start the show over. Either way, I'm, again, hopefully hopefully we want to speak with Amy Medling today. Um, We'd like to, if she can call in, if we can get the show working. Um, She's the founder of PCOS Diva, and we have chatted several times on Facebook, and I'm looking forward to to talking to her. I'm looking at her 21-day plan right now, and it looks amazing. But for those of you that don't know what PCOS is, it stands for polycystic ovary syndrome, and we were just kind of going through the symptoms. Hello, is anybody there? Yes,
1: and here we are. Gee whiz. Yeah. What on earth is going on with them this morning?
0: I don't know, but um, it wouldn't let me do what I was supposed to do.
1: Yeah, and I had to call in a second time. It didn't show the caller the first time. Okay. Should we have her call?
0: Yes, I'm going to text her right now if you'll just keep going.
1: Okay.
0: We're live on the air.
1: Yep, I got that. You
0: want to do an, uh, do the intro real quick? I kind of already did. So if you'll just oh. tell, I just wanted to tell people what PCOS was and that kind of thing. So I'm going to go ahead and text her if you don't mind sharing that a little bit and the symptoms.
1: Absolutely. Do you want me to talk about our sponsor real quick first? Did you already talk about Thyroid Refresh and all that good stuff? No, I didn't.
0: (laughs) Kind of working like 19 different jobs while I was doing that. That's
1: okay. You know what? We're going to have like a funky intro this morning. That's all right. We're here. It's a positive thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
2: we're here.
1: All right. Of course, we want you to check out ThriveProbiotic.com. It is our amazing sponsor for the show. It is a spore-based, very unique. Verified to survive gastric acid, gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, which are should be mandatory minimums in all of them, any of them. Uh, however, Thrive Probiotic is very unique and proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky gut. All right. Well, PCOS, very interesting, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I probably shouldn't have... Uh, you talking with me at the same time because I'm pretty sure you're typing, trying to get her back with us.
0: I but am. i very... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. I'm. I'm. I'm caught back up. I'm. I'm all together now. I don't know what was happening, but um, nothing I can do about just,
1: it. I'm thinking they're just having a thing. Well, did you talk happened. about
0: Amy? I did a little bit, but I'll do her intro in just a second. But um, I was just going to okay. say, you know, um, although we've had our technical issues in the past. So has Blog Talk Radio, but I still really like their platform, so we're going to stick with it. So, okay. (laughs) Okay, so Amy. Poor Amy, she's probably like, (laughs) what on earth? (laughs) Well, sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. Okay. Today we are talking with Amy Medling, founder of PCOS Diva, as I said earlier, certified health coach and author of Healing PCOS, the 21-Day Plan for Reclaiming Your Health and Life. And we're going to talk to her about the link between polycystic ovarian syndrome and autoimmune thyroid disease. That's the part I was searching for earlier and couldn't remember. And then I was waiting, seeing your note, So <laughs> I sent her a message. She should be with us shortly. There she is. So with oh, no boy. further ado, let's
2: let
1: her tell us what PCOS is. Let's get yeah. the thyroid nation thriving.
2: Good let's morning, go.
1: Amy. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. My Good huh, morning. We're having fun this morning. Yeah. I know.
0: We're trying to get our adrenals to wake up, and boy, that sure oh, did it. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Well, let's start off with your story. We always like to get to know people and where they came from and how they came to this place in their life.
2: Sure. So. I often hear from women with PCOS who are frustrated, they feel way too young to feel so old, sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, have lost all hope because the only advice that their doctors offer is really to lose weight, take a pill, and live with their symptoms. And for what much of my life, I really was one of these women, and as early as age like 14 or 15, I wrestled with a lot of common PCOS symptoms, which often um, overlap hypothyroid symptoms as well. So things like hair loss and fatigue and brain fog, um, difficulty losing weight. And it seemed like this was just my fate. Um, I know my mother uh, had a, now what I know is PCOS, but um, my grandmothers both, I think, both had PCOS and also had had thyroid issues as well. And one day when I was 18 in college, I was feeling really um, kind of scared. I hadn't re- been confused. I hadn't received my period in months and months, and I couldn't understand why. And doctors just sort of looked at me and told me, well, we're just going to have to jump through hoops one day to get you pregnant. And they renewed my prescription for the pill and sent me on my way. And I just I felt so helpless and hopeless. And it was this kind of dark moment in my life. Um, and I hear from a lot of women with PCOS where, you know, doctors tell them that, you know, they, they won't get pregnant or they're going to have to jump through hoops to get pregnant. And it is the leading cause of female infertility, um, but there is so much hope. And, and I did go on um, to get married to a wonderful man, and with the help of fertility drugs, I had two sons, um, but after the birth of my second son, I just, I felt worse than ever, uh, and I think that happens with a lot of women with PCOS. Um, and I couldn't tolerate the pharmaceutical drugs, and I just, knew that there had to be another way, because at the time I was thirty one years old, and I had these two little beautiful boys, and I wasn 't the wife or mother that I wanted to be, so after years of following mainstream advice from countless doctors i just i I realized that nothing was helping, and I um, had to find a, another way to take control of my health and so I scoured the internet this is back like in uh, two thousand um, like 2003, t- 2004, so there wasn't a lot out there about PCOS. Um, nice. But, you know, after lots of time on PubMed and, and really just digging, I found um, a protocol that I—you of know, diet and lifestyle and um, supplements and, most importantly, mindset shifts. And I really started taking care of myself um, and and my husband noticed this shift, and he declared me a diva. And at first I was offended, but then I really realized that in order to be my best and give my best to my family, I did have to be a diva and make sure that, that my needs were met um, in terms of, you know, making sure I was exercising and, and um Getting the, the 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 right food that I needed, you know, anti-inflammatory diet, and when doctors started seeing my success through my lab um, results, because doctors, I mean, they speak in lab results, um, mm-hmm. and they saw them improving dramatically, and um, they really they realized that my protocol could help other women with that were having difficulty tolerating the pharmaceutical drugs so um, from there I I ended up going back to school to become a health coach and started PCOS Diva and um, you know now I have um, hundreds of of thousands of women following PCOS Diva and uh, just wrote my first book healing PCOS so uh, and after changing my this is the most important part after changing my lifestyle, I became pregnant at age thirty seven completely naturally to this amazing little girl lila she 's my third child, and um you know really the direct result of you know this this lifestyle i think that that in becoming um healthy and becoming a diva.
0: Wow. What an amazing story. That is so exciting. How wonderful, Amy. And you just, so she was a surprise or? Excuse me? So she was a surprise? Yes.
2: Yes. She was a surprise. Uh, I thought I had the flu. I I never
0: thought that I would ever
2: get (laughs) pregnant. I was told I would never get pregnant again without fertility treatments. And um, so, yeah, she's just uh, a beautiful gift.
0: Oh, that is so so neat. And I'm I, I want to just mention the symptoms again and how they overlap with thyroid because it's it's uncanny the the symptoms and the overlapping of it. Uh, you know, weight gain, fatigue, um, thinning hair on head, acne, mood changes, headaches, sleep problems. You know, there's some pelvic pain um, symptoms I think that are probably pretty common with PCOS and maybe not so much with um, thyroid. But everything else so far I've been reading is. Um, is quite, you know, synergistic. And so it's kind of probably hard for the doctors to separate it. So it's amazing that you were able to get on PubMed and diagnose yourself almost.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and that's part of, like, being a diva is you really have to empower yourself with knowledge so that you can talk to your doctor, um, you know, in the language that they speak, which is, uh, you know, these medical studies and... um, so it it's it is so important to to educate yourself and um and yeah there there is a a huge crossover and um with uh, hypothyroidism and PCOS and i think both really go underdiagnosed um Women with PCOS, now they're saying about 20% of the female population has PCOS, and 50% of those women are undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. And um, a third of all women with PCOS have a thyroid condition, and I think a lot of those go undiagnosed. (laughs) So it's important that you um, become knowledgeable so that you can advocate for yourself and get the diagnosis that you need.
0: interesting I want to dive a little bit more into it but it's really interesting to me to note that the underlying tone and theme that I'm hearing so much lately is diet and lifestyle diet and lifestyle mindset Mm -hmm. diet and lifestyle you know Mm -hmm. not just nutrition of course that's a big part of it but there's mindset and the way you you know get up and live your life has a, a profound effect on all these chronic issues and things that people are having it's just it's I want to just shake the world and say, "Wake up! We got to eat better. We got to move, and we got to be nice. And then our stuff might not be so bad."
2: Yeah, you know, I think um, at the underlying root cause of um, PCOS, and and I know um, you know, you cover um, autoimmune, um, you know, Hashimoto's autoimmune conditions. You know, inflammation um, is really at the root, and you know, it's not just uh, about diet, um, of course, you know, avoiding sugar and inflammatory foods and foods that, you know, we might be sensitive to. Um, you know, I think everybody is a, a bio individual. You know, we're all unique. And, and because PCOS is a, sy- a syndrome, it doesn't affect everybody in the same way. Um, and so we kind of need to figure out what foods are, are we're sensitive to. But in addition to diet, I mean, I, I think that we are all under such stress in our lives, and then that stress response, um, you know, plays a huge role in our health. And we really need to to learn how to put our bodies in, like, this rest and digest mode rather than fight or flight. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that in, in my book, Healing PCOS, so much of um, – kind of what I'm trying to teach women to do is to help them move from um, fight or flight into kind of that rest and digest and, and learn tools and for their toolkit to learn how to respond to stress. Absolutely. Sorry.
0: I, no, no, <laughs> uh, I think Okay.
1: cut out right there for a second. I don't know if Blog Talk, I think Blog Talk, did you guys cut out for a second? No. I think Blog Talk is having some issues this morning. Sorry. Well no, no. What I was gonna ask was diagnostic tools, because we talked about you talked about fifty percent of people um you know, not being diagnosed or misdiagnosed and, and you know, the um the relationship between thyroid. And it's interesting that autoimmune thyroid either way, I noticed Hashimoto's or Graves disease both has an association with PCOS, which is very interesting.
2: Yeah, you know, I I do think that it tends to be more um, Hashi. You know, I, I women um, with PCOS are three times more likely to have Hashimoto's. Um, but and but I but you you're right. You can't rule out Graves because there there is um, still a, a connection with Graves as well. Um, and and I think that for women who um, are trying to get a PCOS diagnosis. You know, there there is um kind of an effort in in underway like in the medical community to make sure that women are screened for hypothyroidism, you know, to rule that out when diagnosed with PCOS. But I don't know if that that's always happening <laughs> to be honest with you.
1: Right, cuz there's some there are some hallmarks, right? Like the the high androgens which Sadly, for, you know, basic conventional medicine, that, that's not always going to get tested. You know, they focus more on estrogen, progesterone, not necessarily, you know, the DHEA and testosterone and stuff like that, unless there's a reason to continue looking for those things. But hallmarks are like uh, pelvic <coughs> exam, blood tests, ultrasound. Those are, those are clear diagnostic tools for PCOS, correct?
2: Well, so there, there's um, a diagnostic criteria called the Rotterdam criteria that has been sort of in place for, for many years, and it's what um, doctors are using still to Um, evaluate, uh, um, diagnose a woman for PCOS, so I can just run through that um, for listeners. Basically, you need to present two out of the three criteria, so a regular ovulation or absent ovulation, hyperandrogenism, like you just mentioned, like elevated levels of DHEA, testosterone, Um, And then also polycystic ovaries. So enlarged ovaries containing at least 12 follicles, each shown on an ultrasound. So it would be two out of three. So the the interesting thing about PCOS is it's a little bit of a misnomer because 30% of women who have PCOS have no cysts on their own. They don't have polycystic ovaries. Mm -hmm. And then 20% of women who don't have PCOS have cysts on their ovaries. Um, And, you know, I think we need to even look further out at, um, you know, metabolic issues. So there's a huge metabolic component to PCOS. So a lot of women with PCOS have some level of insulin resistance and blood sugar dysregulation. So, you know, if you, um, you know, I think it's important to have, that type of blood work done as well. Um, I have a, a resource on my website. It's at pcusdivacom labs. And it's, um, a, you know, a great starting point to have a conversation with your doctor about what labs to um, advocate for. And, you know, I ha- in there I, um, you know, want you to have a complete thyroid panel including, um, you know, looking at thyroid antibodies for Hashimoto's. Because of that, three times, you know, more likely to have it. So it's important, you know, beyond that that three um, diagnostic criteria, the Rotterdam criteria, you still need to have a good work um, lab workup.
1: Right. Make sure that uh, – and just out of curiosity, were you diagnosed by a primary care or by a gynecologist?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so – I was uh, at the time doing um, the Crichton model of natural family planning. So um, you track your cervical mucus. And the practitioner that that taught me that technique, she was a nurse practitioner, she was the one that actually finally kind of suggested that I had PCOS based on my um, charting. It was showing that, you know, I just was in these long phases of anovulatory mucus and I wasn't ovulating. And she suggested that I had, you know, PCOS. So uh, I actually it wasn't until I saw a reproductive endocrinologist who was helping me with um, the secondary infertility, trying to get pregnant with my second son, that you know finally um, diagnosed me with PCOS. And I did have that um, ultrasound, and I did see that uh, this kind of classic string of pearls look to your ovaries, um, and it was diagnosed.
1: Wow, you know, that that to me is amazing because there's so many people that don't realize, you know, uh, it's not about what doctor, it's just about a good doctor. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> terrible, but there's yeah. so many people that, that can see a whole chain of not necessarily great doctors, you know what I mean? And they'll just have one person whether that says, You know, I really think this might be something that you might want to pursue and mm-hmm. wow, so we yeah, that. And, and
2: I just want to say too is um, you know one of my favorite PCOS um, practitioners is a woman out in California, and she's a licensed acupuncturist, uh, acupuncturist a naturopath, and a homeopath, and she is fabulous. So Ooh, you know, give looking, her shout out. Looking, oh, her name's Carol Laurie. And she's um, with the, she owns the Center for Natural Healthcare and Healing um, in Berkeley, California, <clears throat> and she is really wonderful. Um, but there, she's in, you know an integrative um, practitioner and kind of non-traditional, and just knows so much about um, you know women's hormonal health and. Um, and so I think the point is to you know you know look outside of like mainstream medical too you know naturopath doctors um, can can really uh, you know be a great resource. I know one of my favorite naturopath doctors uh, is Dr. Fiona McCullough, and mm-hmm. she is up in Toronto, and she wrote a great book called The Eight Steps to Reverse Your PCOS.
0: We've had yeah. her,
2: and I just yeah, love yeah. her.
0: <laughs> mhm. Yeah, we loved her. Yeah. She was great. Yep.
2: Oh, and, an, and well, yeah, another one is Dr. Laura Bryden.
0: Um, yeah, she wrote
2: the Period Repair Manual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, you know, so many great like alternative kind of practitioners out there that can that that really understand thyroid and understand hormone issues and really been taught to look at the root cause rather than just treating the symptoms.
1: Okay, so I think this is, like, really important, uh, especially after reading your book. I want you to tell us what it means to think like a PCOS diva. What does that mean? Because it's it's really awesome.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I I spent a lot of time in that place of, like, why me? Why is this happening to me? And really handing over my um, control, you know, sort of – to like these doctors that were just prescribing me prescription after prescription. And I wasn't really taking any control. And I was, uh, the the point is I was thinking and acting like a victim. And so I, I write in the book that it's not your fault that you have PCOS, but continuing to think and act like a victim is. And you really need to shift from that place of, (coughs) I'm sorry, I've got a tickle in my throat. Um, from being a victim to being a diva. And uh, I I talk about cultivating elements of this upgraded mindset, and that's what I I help you do in in the book and through the 21-Day Program. And so I want you to start learning that you can take control, that you have a lot of control um, over your symptoms and your environment, and that you need to realize, and I think a a lot of women with um, thyroid issues feel this way too, that it's not your body that's betraying you. It's really calling out for your help, that you need to learn to stop fighting with your body and instead really (coughs) working in partnership with it to recognize its signals and respond in a more loving and nurturing way. And I think also um, approaching... Um, life from a place of abundance, I think a lot of women that i 've worked with with p c o s including myself, I had to really shift and I still work on on this mindset piece is that knowing that that you are enough and you deserve your own tender loving care that you know there is enough. They, I think a lot of women get stuck in this place that they're, they are not enough, there's not enough time, they don't have enough money to buy healthy you know, food or prioritize that part of their life, <coughs> and they really need to make a shift. Um, and then I also think that so many of us are perfectionists. And if things don't work perfectly, we sort of give up and throw in the towel and then go on to the next thing that we try to, um, you know, whether it's a diet or a fitness program or, you know, like this, my book, like a 21-day plan. But throughout the book and throughout the plan, I'm really trying to shift your mindset towards progress, not perfection. Um, No one is perfect, but setting like these small, reasonable goals and then celebrating the small wins is so important. Um, But at at sort of the core of being a diva is just knowing that caring for yourself isn't selfish and it's it's really life-changing. When you approach your body from a place of self-love and compassion, you're better able to hear the messages it's sending you, and you respond to those messages in this kind, loving, and nurturing way, and you understand that you are worth it, and you, you are a priority, and, and most of all, you deserve to feel good.
0: I want to read something from, from your book, speaking of that, because I love, I love your story about you being at a, a steakhouse with your husband and you know him calling you a diva, um, because you know what? basically, you know, because you're asking for certain things, you know, you're like, well, does that, does it come with this, you know, and I've been there, does it have gluten, does it have this in it, Right. and, you know, I think people do kind of misconstrue that as being a diva, but really that's looking out for our own health, and, you know, it's not our fault that the world has gotten to be, you know, in this convenient mode, and, you know, used to feeding us things that aren't good for us, like at restaurants, you know, so I think it's, I don't think it's being a diva. I think it's, you know, just asking for what's good for us. And and you have a really great paragraph here on what is a PCOS diva. And I want to read it really quick because it, it really resonated with me. A PCOS diva is a woman with hope. She has taken charge of her health and happiness and takes steps every day to enhance both. She chooses to thrive with PCOS and is empowered by the knowledge she gathers as she educates herself about PCOS. As a result of her regimen, she is able to give her best to herself and others and be an example of the power of self-care, which we talk about all the time. It is so powerful. She is capable of advocating for herself and surrounds herself with the supportive healthcare team and community of friends and family she deserves. A PCOS diva looks beyond the physical support required to manage symptoms and works to heal and enhance her whole person. Mind, Body, and Spirit, a PCOS Diva, is an inspiration. Yeah, thank
2: you. I, that's I, I, that's one of my favorite parts of the book. Um, and, you know, I, I think that it's important to understand that it, <clears throat> in, in even healing yourself from a thyroid condition, it isn't just about, um, you know, popping a few pills um, and maybe tweaking your diet a little bit. It's really this. Um, ch- changing and enhancing your whole person, my mind, body, and spirit. And, and that is just, it's just so important to, you know, support all those
0: aspects of yourself. And it makes sense because, you know, you understand why there's so many people stuck in their rut or in their, you know, well, I'll just take my pill and that's what I want because it's convenient in that mode because it's not easy. It's not easy to do all of this, but it is if you take baby steps and you have support and books like yours. Um, it is easy. It is easier to do that. But you can understand it makes sense. You know, there's so many people out there that are just stuck and just going, well, I don't have time to mess with my lifestyle and my diet and I can't do it. And I want to help you. Yeah. Them.
2: And, and in, in my book, I say, I, I talk about. Um... How you know we're all looking for like that magic pill, um, but we need to realize that we are the magic pill, you know. And it, it but it takes a, it takes a little um, you know work on our behalf. But it's so worth worth it in the long run um, to you know to realize that that you have the power to you know really upgrade your life um, and with these small lifestyle changes, and, and, and it, it, it actually becomes so enjoyable because you start to feel better and you just sort of build upon, um, you know, making these small tweaks in your, your day.
1: Well, let's talk about some of that because it's really even, you know, as I was reading the book as someone who does not have PCOS, I'm looking and I'm thinking a lot of this is just amazing information for anybody, You know, it's like a be well uh, recipe, you know what I'm saying, for anybody, anybody, even people that don't have PCOS, I think could definitely benefit by a lot of what you talk about in your book. So let's talk about some of the mandatory minimums, the things that just have to go if you're going to heal PCOS.
2: Well, you know, I, I, I really frame the book with a, a daily protocol, and that protocol begins in the morning, and um, I, I feel like we need to create space in the morning, and if not in the morning, another time of day. I know a lot of when people work You know, shift work and
1: Mm -hmm. um,
2: they're already getting up so early, but you need to find a a time and space that you can have a little time for you to um, kind of ground yourself for the day. And so I do that with um, a, a little morning ritual that includes, um, I call it a, a morning elixir. So, um, I, you know, I have a diff- several different kind of um, recipes in there, but honestly what I do every day is just warm water and fresh lemon. And, you know, I sit and I'm, <clears throat> I i do my morning meditation, and you know it's not like sitting on a um, a meditation pillow and chanting ohm you know sometimes <laughs> it's just it's uh reading like a a quick little inspirational um, uh, paragraph or something from um a book that i'm i'm reading and just kind of meditating on that or something from um you know my bible study or it could be just honestly just looking out the window at that and gazing at my flowers in my backyard for for a, a minute or two and just being present in the moment. but I think so many of us start our day with just hitting the snooze bar like you know five or six times, and then dragging yourself out of your bed and you're finally you know you're late and you're rushing through the morning and you might forget to have breakfast or not have time to have breakfast. So, I think that the way that you start your day um, really dictates the the rest of your day. Um, and I have some suggestions i I uh, <clears throat> suggest a a morning affirmation and a morning qu- kind of quote to to meditate on and as you go through the program, you add more and more sort of meditative practices into um, into your day and and they can be very short, just like a one minute meditation. Um, but it can make a huge impact. Again, like we talked earlier in the, the show about changing your stress response from that that fight or flight to rest and digest, and that's one way that you can do it.
1: Hmm. I love what you talk about the big why. I have I have four children, <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. I think you talk about that being part of your of, of the morning in your book the big why Mm -hmm. of why you're doing all this. Because I think my biggest thing is I have trouble with sticking to really beneficial regimens for me because I don't want to feel like a pain to everybody wherever I go. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think with four kids, you know, you talk about why are you doing this? Are you doing it to lose weight? Are you doing it to, you know, look great? And for you it was to be present and more energy and more available for your children. And, man, that hit me, right, just, right smack on the nose. It was like, okay, no, I need to stick to these things so that I am able to to be present and be more available and have more energy and, you know what I mean, so that I'm not just going to end up with my children being completely grown and going, what happened? You know, can someone remind me of what happened?
2: <laughs> right? yeah, well, and, you have, and sometimes that, that big why changes over time. Right, You're right, it has to be something big thing that really propels you forward um, more than just, you know, I want to look good in, um, you know, my bathing suit. And maybe that is somebody's big why, but I think it needs to be something that's deeper.
1: Well, and I think to start out, I love the way, you know, to start out your morning with that. Because for me, you know, know, I don't, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm grateful that I can just jump up and not hit the snooze button and stuff like that. But I am, you know, just going from the get-go. My feet hit the ground and I am going. And I think to take that time and to remind myself that big why. Okay, why is it that I need to be a stinker on this in my diet today or on this is because this is what I want. My intention is this, so to re- be reminded of that every day. That's huge. Yes. It becomes fresh in the beginning of your day. This is why this is important.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that and one it, hit it me. Just, And it it sets you up to make um, better choices for yourself throughout the day, I think. Um, And and knowing, again, we're we're not focusing on progress, and um, we're focusing on progress, not perfection. And I think another key takeaway is that you're always one choice away from getting back on track. Uh, I was a a Lifetime Weight Watcher member by the time I was 25, and I remember... You know, if I didn't have like the perfect points, um, you know, like on Thursday, uh, I just, and went over, I just yeah. threw them all, threw in the towel until Monday. Right. You know, and that's right. how I lived my life. Like, like if it I'm wasn't a failure perfect, for today.
1: I'm going right. to close the day out <laughs> as a failure. That's awful.
2: That's awful. You know? Yeah.
1: And I think so many people do that.
0: And they do it all day. They even do it up to 5 or 6 or 7 o'clock at night. So my day was really good with all these X, Y, and Z, but then I had a Coke or whatever. Okay, forget it. I'm going to go home and have cookies. I mean, you know, the, the one thing isn't that bad. It's it's when you add to it that's worse. So, um, you know, it is kind of mindset, I think. You know, we have to get people kind of out of the, the mode of, you know, or into the mode of baby steps. It's okay. Yes. It and is, like you said... It, it, one step oh, I was
2: away. just going to say that, yeah, Yeah, and, and that, that beautiful quote by um, Lao Tzu, you know, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, but the mm-hmm. important part is you just keep taking those little steps, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, before you know it, you've, you've climbed a mountain, um, and it's, but you just got to keep stepping.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and what do they say? It says, you know, what,
1: 90 days to create a new habit? I mean, it's not... It's not something that's quick, you know. So even if we look at statistics on creating a new behavior, a new habit, you know, for something to become ritualistic, it's like 90 days. You have to do this repetitively, you know what I mean, until it becomes Mm -hmm. where it's just commonplace for you to think like that, you know. So, you know, for me, I think when you feel well, when you make good choices and you feel well, that becomes something you want to repeat. You know, like I always tell people, when you have a good day, mark down that day, you know, what took place, what you ate, you know, because then you want to do it again. You want that same, you know, type feeling and and so that you do it again and do it uh-huh. again.
0: <laughs> so rituals Absolutely. can be very good. <laughs> That's a good point, Tiff. You know, focus on the, the positive aspects of what you're doing and forget about the negative ones. If you have some bad ones, don't beat yourself up. If you have some days where, you know, you ate this or you didn't do this or you forgot about this, you know, you just kind of move on to the next day. And then when you get to one that was a really good day, you talk about it. You write about it. You make a note. You put a gold star on your forehead. You know, you, you do something that celebrates those little small victories and we just forget about the ones that that didn't go so well. We got to forgive ourselves more freely and yeah, be grateful. And, and
2: the, yes, gratitude is so important. Um and and I talk about that throughout throughout the book. It was a huge shift for me, you know, and again, I think it's that that shift from the lack mentality to abundance, you know, instead of focusing on all the things that you don't have, focus on all the the blessings and and be grateful for them, all the the abundance in your life because we all have have so much positive in our lives we just have to look for it
1: Mm -hmm. right so Um, when you close your eyes and go to sleep that that gratitude mm -hmm. moment at the end of the night instead of you know focusing on the cookie or whatever it was that you know went went awry (laughs) in that day (laughs) focus on the good things and the the you know even if it was a not so good day and you had i mean there's always there's always something to be grateful for. You want to close your eyes and be grateful for that thing or things at the end of the day. You know, make sure you're not focusing on the negative. And I know you talk about gratitude in your in your nighttime ritual as well. Gratitude stone. Tell me about that. I Yeah,
2: so that I have um a, a my mother has a little cottage on the coast in Maine, um in Agunquit, Maine, and it's like my favorite place to be, and the beach that that we go to, uh, I picked up this beautiful, smooth stone one day, and um, I put it beh- beside my bed, and, you know, it reminds, I call it my gratitude stone, because it reminds me of that like my happy place there on the beach in gunklet, but it also it reminds me at the end of the day to think about my one big gratitude that I'm going to you know thank God for today um, and I call that sort of my my, my big rock gratitude and, and I use my gratitude stone behind, beside my bed to kind of help help remind me and I just sort of hold on to the stone and just put myself in that happy place and, and think about the, the blessings in my life so um, I, I included it in the book because it's kind of a powerful little habit that has worked for me over the years. And, and I hope that will, you know, help um, inspire somebody else to sort of
0: remember their, their big rock gratitude for the day. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. Is there, because um, a, a, it seems to me like if I have PCOS that I'm going to notice, of all my symptoms, I'm going to notice um, pelvic pain as one of the big ones. Is there one that's more, uh, more strong that you hear more frequently, or are they all just kind of all over the place? Well, I,
2: I will say that, that P, if you have pelvic pain um, and PCOS, the PCOS inherently doesn't really cause pelvic pain. Um, okay. you probably have something else that's going on in addition to PCOS and I'm thinking it, it um probably like endometriosis. Endometriosis mm-hmm. and PCOS often go hand in hand. I mean I think there's there's definitely, you know, uh, like an autoimmune component to 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 both. And um, you know, once you're uh been diagnosed with one autoimmune issue um I forget the the statistics. I wrote it down here because I thought it was interesting. Oh, 25% of patients with autoimmune disease develop another autoimmune disease. So, uh-huh. right. um, but I think if you are um, suffering from pelvic pain, there's something else going on besides PCOS. Now,
1: would it would yes. a hallmark of PCOS uh, be irregular periods? Is that something that that just is a really big sign? of yes, um, yes more of a hallmark in other words that's that's pretty common with everybody with PCOS would that be a fair statement
2: no i wouldn't say it because it's a syndrome It really does affect women different ways and there's a lot of women that do still have regular periods regular periods PCOS. it's so hard to diagnose it's like come on can't we just have one i know one? <laughs> yeah
0: I that's know. I um, you know but that's one Stood out, that is one of the diagnostic
2: enough. criteria for sure, the, the um, anovulatory cycles. And, you know, if you're, if you're not ovulato- ovulating, you know, you're not getting your period or you're, you're just having like these long, like um, light sort of bleeds, um, like low progesterone. Like that's another um, kind of hallmark sign of PCOS, but it's also women with hypothyroidism also right, have right. issues with, Low progesterone and and estrogen dominance, and that's kind of overlaps with PCOS too. So there's there's a lot of overlap between the two.
1: You know, and I think that's really important to to take a minute and point out for people because so many times people say like, oh well maybe that doesn't apply with me because I'm not cold when I, you know, uh, you know hypothyroidism won't apply because I'm not cold or because, and. You know, just like you're talking about with PCOS, it's, everybody is so different. There's so many factors to consider. You know, and, you know, like I tell people, it's, it's a physician's job to rule things out. You know, we shouldn't just, you know, if there's certain things that point towards a specific condition, you know, it's our job to ask our physician to make sure that that is not part of what's ailing us. You know, that's, that's, that's really their job.
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely, and that's why I think it's so important to push to have a full thyroid panel done and not just TSH. Um, and it's it important to know, too, that that um, studies have shown that inflammatory conditions like PCOS suppress the action of TSH. So TSH could be in the normal range, but this doesn't always, like, result in enough thyroid hormone being produced. So if you're Um, you know, still dealing with, with fatigue and hair loss and, um, you know, your androgens are sort of under control, but you're still dealing with this, you've, you've got to make sure that you get a good thyroid workup.
0: Full thyroid panel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I just want to walk around, I I just want to walk around saying that, you know, full thyroid (laughs) panel, full thyroid (laughs) panel, like all day long, you know, I mean, really people, a good friend recently told me, no, no, all my stuff's good. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? Right. TSH and T4.
1: Okay. So you're missing the other 50% (laughs) of the thyroid picture.
0: (laughs) I'm like, how do you know that, that it's good? You know? And she's like, well, I don't really have any of the symptoms you do. I'm like, and then I just want to get into it because Mm -hmm. I thought, well, there's all these other symptoms and everybody's different and you do have lots of stuff, you know? So, um, but yes. So you include that for PCOS diagnostics. Diagnosing, Sorry. and I
1: love the diva you know i I don't know why I'm focusing on the diva because i I have a tendency not to be a diva, you know it's more like demand politely and you know be compliant and blah blah blah, you know what I mean, so for me, I'd always use the term demand politely because you know when you're with your physician or whatever you have to leave in this body with these symptoms and whatever, so you know, the fact that everything looks normal, quote, unquote, to them still leaves you in a deficit. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, demanding politely, well, you know, you have to, right? So you do kind of have to have, you know, if you're chronically ill or having symptoms that are unresolved and whatever, you do have to become a diva. A diva is a good thing, right? We Mm -hmm. have to get that out of our mindset as women that, you know, we have to be complacent or, you know, people pleasing, and which is great. You do, but you also have to put yourself as a primary concern. And I think that's, you know, that really is, you know, the diva definition or, you know, whatever it is we think of a diva is very important to take on that role in order to be well. We have to. We have to. You know, particularly in thyroid, we see that all the time where people are complacent. Dana and I hear it all the time where people leave their doctor's appointment in tears. Okay, well, he told me nothing was wrong and I still feel like crap. And they go home and they wait another six months or whatever until their thyroid gets drawn again or whatever. That's an awful, awful way to live. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like we have to grab it by the horns and grab our diet by the horns and say... You know, I want to be well. So if no one else is going to do this, I'm going to do it for myself. And there's lots of people that have thyroid issues that are, you know, there's, you know, jobs that are making them unhappy or marriages that are not suiting them well. Or, you know, it's like you have to you have to put your spotlight on yourself and say, I want more than than what I'm going into tomorrow is doing. Do you know what I mean?
2: And I deserve more. I mean, I think it's I deserve more ability. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, because when you look at PCOS, much of this, you know, look at you, so many doctors and different things, and then all of a sudden you said, okay, well, this is not serving me well, so I'm going to dive in and do my homework, and I'm going to do these things. And, and what I love is you had surprise baby. Okay, so with all of this past and, and your two boys and, and all of the reproductive and fertility and help and this and that, and then your own protocol – Served you with a child, unexpectedly. That's, That's awesome. So <laughs> cool. You that can't ask so for cool. a better track record than that. No right. <laughs> uh, you're like, hey, did anyone it's...
2: see this? I've got a kid and nobody helped Uh-oh. me. I, this is on my own protocol right here. <laughs> That's awesome. And and you know she's so you she's my daughter and she's got a forty percent chance of developing PCOS. I mean, God, God willing, um, with you know, the lifestyle that I'm trying to teach her, that those genes will not express themselves. But at the end of the day, you know, I want her to learn that she needs to be a diva too to, um, you know, advocate for herself and um, to realize that that PCOS isn't this negative thing that I once thought it was. It's the opportunity to live life like a diva. And that's really, um, you know, one of the main reasons I wrote the book was for my daughter, Oh, I love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and Dana and I can tell you that for, for every mom out there that lives with a chronic illness or a diagnosis that's, you know, technically chronic or whatever, this is something that stares us in the face every single day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Because none of us mm-hmm. want our children to go through or to live, you know, things that we've gone through. However stronger and more intelligent and and better versed in all these things that it may have made us because we're I've never talked we've never talked to Dana, right? Anybody mm-hmm. that has regretted going through what they went through. It's the oh. silver lining of life. Right. You know, to be able to know more and have changed something constituent about you that has made you a better person, stronger person, smarter person. You know, um, but for our children, we would prefer that they didn't have to go do through those same challenges. <laughs> They're supposed to up the you're, ante, you're right? right?
2: I know, <laughs> I know. But it is it, it is a, a growth um, experience, and and I I leave uh, my book with my my kind of final quote of the day on day twenty one, and I just I just love this quote that. Um I just got to find it here. We we often wish and pray for mountains of difficulty to be removed when we should be praying for the courage to climb them.
0: Oh. That is so lovely. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know the the and if you think like once you get to the top, you know that that view on top can be the best view. Um and there's there's and i i know there's so much hope for women with pcos and as well as hope for women you know or um and men too you know struggling with thyroid issues um you know my husband has hypothyroidism and he's being treated by a a naturopath doctor and he takes um nature throid and it's taken them quite a while to come up with the right dosage for him to mm-hmm. really get him, his thyroid optimized i mean it was you know, kind of climbing the mountain. Um, he had a lot of anxiety issues um, when he was, you know, not regulated. Um, panic attacks, which was so—he's such a mellow guy. It's so not like him. But now he's he's feeling great, and you know, he's there. Uh, but it just—it's it, taking that you know step um, one step after another, and and, um, but you can get there, and you can feel better.
0: That's really interesting. I want to just. Um... Jump in with uh, the fact that your husband has hypothyroidism, because we don't hear of very many men, even though we know there are, we just don't hear about them. Um, so you told us a few of his symptoms. Did you just, walk, did you, you know, tell him? I'm sure because you knew, like, don't forget, we're getting a full thyroid panel, you know? I mean, you just automatically knew that when he went to the doctor? I-
2: um, you know what he had like a, a really bad um, out of the blue panic attack, and um you know being in, in you know working in in um, health for a while i 've made some wonderful um, friendships with different mm-hmm. integrative mm-hmm. physicians and i I remember text messaging um, my friend, his name's Dr. Corey Schuler, and said, this is what's Mm -hmm. going on with Cliff. What the heck is happening? And he said, you know, I think it's like a, like a Hashi storm sort of situation. And Mm -hmm. he says, you need to go get his thyroid checked. Um, So we did, he didn't have Hashimoto's, but he was um, very hypothyroid. And, you know, it's funny because he has, he's been blessed with a uh, a beautiful head of hair <laughs> He's going to no. turn 50 in July And he's got like gorgeous hair But I remember thinking Gosh, his, his hair seems really dry um, And, you know, it was kind of falling out um, So his hair's recovered You know, being uh, I know it sounds kind of silly mm-hmm. But but no, being on the thyroid head um, And also he he's like a guy That runs really hot And he was cold all the time which was really odd too so once once dr um schuler was mentioned hypothyroidism i could say aha you're you're right you know he's having a hard Mm -hmm. time losing weight um and you know fatigued and the anxiety and it kind of then, then you start putting all these symptoms in place and you're like yeah that's definitely probably what's happening and um you know the lab results showed that, but it just took a, it took a while to get him regulated. Um, and the the Nature Throid has been great for him. He was on tyrosine for a while, but he really um, he needed more more than that. So
1: more T3, yeah. 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 Uh, do you remember, out of curiosity, because so many people have panic attacks and they don't necessarily think that it <clears throat> is a thyroid issue. Was his TSH uh, fairly high? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, it was high. It was, oh, gosh. Um, I think it was like around, it was like in the fives. It was really, It for a guy, it was super right. high. Yeah. Right.
1: Wow. I'm telling you, we, we, we just want to tell everybody to be tested mm-hmm. for the thyroid. And, you know, it's funny because I think about this quite a bit you know why we're seeing so many more men and i think you know of course you know we're so women are the hormones are very different that's why mold affects us much greater and you know unfortunately we're more prone to health issues than men because of the hormones that allow us to create a baby and everything but when you look at environmental factors uh that are bombarding people just things that we really have no control over you know, and now we're seeing uh, a lot of men that are becoming hypothyroid much more than before. You know, I wish we could just grab a bullhorn, make it a mandatory yeah, minimum.
2: I, w- <laughs> you know? I know. I wish I knew what triggered it, but I know he's, his dad also had thyroid issues
1: Um Oh, so he's well, got so. some familial, yeah. Yeah, yeah. genetic
2: stuff going Even on. Even more yeah. so
1: to grab that test early, you know. I mean, it's not a guarantee but it definitely is something that, you know, should should put that more at the top of the list of, of being ruled out, you know.
0: Right, right.
1: Just amazing. Just amazing.
0: Well your book is well, so lovely, Amy. I'm just I'm so thrilled that you had time to jump on and that you were able to um <laughs> bear with us. And bear with us. The and long there's talk some
1: wonderful you. sweet alternatives for Dana. Dana has a sweet tooth. There's some really healthy <laughs> sweet treats right you don't have to, to suffer and sacrifice and whatever. It's just about making better choices.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like to say it's not about diet deprivation and denial and that divas really need to leave room for indulgences. And um, it's okay to have a healthy indulgence. There's a great quote that I include in my book um, by this woman. Her name's Terry Trapesco, and she says, an indulgence is an opportunity to experience pure pleasure. Which which I love and we need to Ooh, I love them that. For pleasure for pleasure in our lives. So but I thank think you. more I, it...
1: especially for people <laughs> who are hypothyroid, they need yeah. they need I think that's a lot of their situation is that it's a lack it's been a lack of pleasure for too long. You know, whether it be mm. dietary, you know, restrictions and and I think that's very important. That quote is very powerful.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's time to you know if you're listening and you haven't done something fun and pleasurable, and it doesn't have to be food. It could just be, you know, uh, um, we're we're doing something fun for my family this weekend. We've we've had kind of a rough patch here and. Um My son had some has had some health issues, and we decided we're just going to go down to Boston overnight and we're going to go to like a Brazilian steakhouse and just celebrate and have some fun and pleasure um, just to balance out the the stressful you know ho- hopefully put us all in rest and digest rather than fight or flight so mm. it, pleasure is really important.
1: I agree, joy. Joy actually has the ability to heal us. I firmly believe that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, before yeah. we let you go, anything new on the horizon? What's new on the horizon?
2: Oh, gosh. You know what? This last year has been just a whirlwind um, with writing Well, Rest and Digest and
1: can be new on the horizon, too. Yes, yeah, I mean, be. honestly,
2: that is... That is i i i'm um gonna be working on a twenty one day program like to go along with the book um but but this summer I'm just gonna just rest and digest like you said, and enjoy my family
1: mm, I love that I love that that's an awesome, awesome answer, just as a note for you,
2: yep, okay. <laughs>
1: We didn't mean that to be some huge project. We we all, we love it when people are are just resting and digesting. I think that's super important, especially when they've undergone a large project that they've completed. I think that rest and digest is like it should be a mandatory next step. That
0: is the next, you know. It should be uh, especially when you just when your book just launched. How long has it been out, Amy?
2: May first, so it, it yeah. hasn't it hasn't been long. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. have to fill your cup again, you know, in order to serve others and and you know, that's what we're we're all in the business of. You know, you have to you have to fill your cup so that you can can be of service and right. I think that's that's where I'm at right now. I just need to fill my cup back up.
0: That Fabulous. Feels- that's what, that's what's new on the horizon. She's gonna be filling up her cup. I love that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful thank weekend. You it so like much. We it all planned out. Um, and it was great. And good luck with the success of the book. Again, Healing PCOS, a 21-day plan to reclaiming your health and life with polycystic ovary syndrome. So check it out. Thank okay, you, Amy. Amy.
2: Have a great day. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate it. Bye. And enjoy the summer. I I will. Thank you. You Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: She seems so incredibly lovely.
0: So sweet and kind. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I want to go hang out with her. I love her
0: voice. She has a soothing (laughs) voice. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I want to go hang out with her in Maine. That just sounds really fabulous to me.
1: (laughs) I know, right?
0: She's yes. got some
1: great sweet treats in there,
0: Dana. Okay, I'm going to look. <laughs> I started thumbing through when you said that, but I didn't, nothing jumped out at me yet, so I'm going to go look. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Pumpkin
1: a- pie creme brulee. Oh. Yeah, she's got some okay. really awesome, awesome uh, recipes hmm. in
0: here. See, I'm one of those, just don't mess with my creme brulee. Just give it to me the way it's supposed to be just do it in normal way. And, you know, cause like we went somewhere and they had this chocolate, you know, creme brulee. And then one time we had this like avocado something. And I was just like, you know what? I just want my, that's my favorite thing. Just give it to me how it's supposed to be. People. Is creme
1: brulee your favorite thing? Well, this isn't really, this isn't far off. This still has the free range egg yolks and uh, basically it's just coconut milk looks instead of the dairy and pumpkin. It actually looks really good. I love creme brulee too.
0: It is my favorite. It is the, you know, at the end of a, a meal, everybody's like, let's get the chocolate cake or let's get that. I'm like, no, we are getting creme brulee people. Come on. <laughs> right. That's how we roll here. That's how we you do it. So funny. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, I'm glad we got the show going. I don't know what's going oh on. Goodness. I will definitely call them later, but as always a very big thank you to our listeners. Um, especially today on a show like today and if you get a free moment and you enjoy what we have to say once we get over the technical issue we'd love a little review on iTunes and you can uh, get the link directly by going to uh, thyroidnation.com and then there's a radio tab there or you can go to iTunes and while you're there you can download all the past shows of course we're on Stitcher and Google Play
1: Absolutely, and don't forget to check out thriveprobiotic.com. They're the sponsors for our show. Very unique, spore-based, amazing probiotic.
0: Mm, Yes, and I didn't get to mention at the beginning of the show, if you haven't heard me talk about thyroid refresh yet, please go check it out. We are in the business to help thyroid patients implement thyroid-specific diet and lifestyle changes like we talked about today, by making the process simple, attainable and fun. Fun. We, we need more fun. And that mm-hmm. is one of the underlying tones for thyroid refresh. So you need to go check it out. It's like a living thyroid beautiful magazine that uh, it's just it pleases your senses. Or that's what Tiffany says. So go check it out. <laughs> you know what's so funny?
1: The, how I usually talk about individuality. I was just flipping Mm -hmm. through her book. It says, uh, Comparison is the Thief of Joy. Theodore Ah. Roosevelt, that actually, I'm going to start that with the quote because you are so unique and so individual that you have to listen to yourself. It's the key component of healing. You can listen to all the smartest people out there on the subject and research and do all of these different things, but ultimately it has to, be plugged into unique you right mm-hmm.
0: there's only one. that's right there's only yep. one you i had a <laughs> book about that when i was little i remember that book there's only one you i'm gonna go dig that out okay guys we want to um thank you for joining us today even despite all of our um our technical issues and uh we promise we'll try to work on it if we can uh this is dana and tiffany your Thyroid Nation Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Have a fabulous week.